0: Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. It's the podcast that goes behind the scenes of the fantasy football industry through interviews with some of your favorites in the business. On this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Zach Miller of Reception Perception and Coffee Shop Sports to talk about reading Harry Potter during the Super Bowl, his fantasy football expo experience, being an avid snowboarder and skier, reviewing coffee around Los Angeles, his work with Reception Perception, plus a whole lot more. Make sure to give Zach a follow on Twitter, or X, at Zachik underscore FF. That's Z-A-C-H-I-C underscore FF. You can follow me on Twitter at DKC Kasem and the podcast at GetReal_Pod. underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP network. Just a few updates. I'll be putting out content with South Harmon FF and Waller very soon. If you didn't hear, after 13 years with the county, I have moved on to this new journey, one where I'll be able to do more in the fantasy football space. I am super thrilled to have this opportunity, and I can't wait to start sharing more with you. Also, big podcast news. Get Real with Casey Kasem is a finalist for the Fantasy Sports Writers Association's best fantasy podcast, All Multiple Sports. This is the second year the podcast has been selected as a finalist, and I just wanted to say, you, the listeners, are the reason it is where it is. This podcast would be nothing if it weren't for you. Thank you for continuing to be excellent humans. And also thank you for dealing with this sinus infection that I have right now during this intro. I promise the actual podcast I don't sound like this, and that's mainly because it was recorded a few months ago. Just a heads up. Anyway, hope you enjoy this episode, and with that out of the way, here's my chat with Zach Miller on Get Real with Casey Kasem. Here we go. Here we go. All right, another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem is here, and I'm so happy to have a guest on that I have seen put out such amazing content and seen him once or twice you know out in public you know we'll talk about it but no Zach uh can you just before we even get started because I want people to get to know exactly why they should be listening and I know a lot of people tune in because obviously these fantasy football industry folks we want to know more about them but what do you exactly do in the fantasy football space? I like to, I would like to get that out there so people kind of can get to know you more.
1: Yeah, no, that's a fair question. Uh, especially because I I do so many weird things in the fantasy football <laughs> space. Um, I, I'm just recently becoming more and more in, in the content side, uh, especially more v- very recently, but I do so much. I, I work with uh, Matt Harmon and James Coe at Reception Perception, that's probably the main amount of my work and they have me do anything and everything that they could possibly need i am kind of an all-around handyman for the website there and, and those two so that's that's the bulk of it um i basically pick up whatever slack they don't have they're very they're two very skilled analysts in the industry but they have their their shortcomings as well so i do uh graphics work there website management there um help them build the website a little bit uh, so a lot of the back-end stuff mainly on that side, but um, content stuff too. We just recently launched a brand-new quarterback show um, for Reception Perception that I'm hosting now. Um, and We're only on week two. I record the third episode tomorrow morning, actually. Uh, and that's with Derek Claussen who works uh, at Bleacher Report as well, doing quarterback stuff, and then with the 33rd team. And uh, he's, he's the quarterback guru. I'm really just... Uh, I'm I'm kind of the you of that show. I'm really the voice of the questions. Uh, I I get the quarterback stuff out of him. I uh, get him to laugh and and bring up all the knowledge he has because he can be kind of hesitant with that. Um, and that's that's the bulk of it. I I do another show on my own called uh, Coffee Shop Sports, and that's where we met for the first time at the expo. I was doing uh, a booth for that, and that one is definitely a little more like a, a like tie-off type of show for me, or I just. Uh, host with one of my friends out here in California. We do NFL coverage, NBA coverage, and coffee reviews around the city of Los Angeles. So that's really just a really good excuse for us to talk about sports sports and drink coffee. So that's, that's kind of why I do that show on the side too.
0: I love it. I love it. And you brought up James Coe, you brought up Matt. And Matt Harmon is basically one of the reasons I started this podcast was just because of his work with Backyard Banter back in the day. I loved tuning into everybody's stories. It was just so great. And so I'm like, let's do that for this generation of people that are coming out now or have been coming out and then, you know, get to know more people in the space. So excellent to kind of get a backstory on you. But we're going to go back and kind of talk about just growing up. Did you like sports? Were you into sports? Did you have a team that you watched? How was your relationship with sports?
1: I had probably, for, for a sports enthusiast now, have one of the, probably the weirdest upbringings with sports is I didn't watch any sports as a kid, really. Um, my family were huge Broncos fans. I grew up in Colorado Springs in Colorado. Um, apparently now there's a lot of fantasy analysts in Colorado. I did not know that at the time. <laughs>
0: there it is. Um,
1: <laughs> but I grew up there, my, my family was huge Broncos fans, um, and then my stepdad at the time was a a giant Steelers fans and this was during the like Steelers Super Bowl runs and uh, I didn't watch any of it I I couldn't stand uh, I I didn't not couldn't stand it, but I just didn't really have any any thrill into watching football I was a small kid. So like I Played football in middle school and just got the crap beat out of me anytime um, until I, I hit like a growth spurt way too late um, but my we my, we went to the Super Bowl where and I remember this very clearly. It was the Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl, um, the big is uh, it Santonio Holmes toe toe drag touchdown catch uh, to to win, and we were we were at Buffalo Wild Wings and I was reading like the third Harry Potter book during the Super Bowl, <laughs> and this random dude came up to my mom and just was like just started going in It was like, I can't believe you're making him read during the super bowl. Like he has all this time. Mom was like, I'm not making him do anything. He brought the book. It's the only way I could get him here. And that's kind of how it was until till high school. And um, I didn't even start really watching football until I got into fantasy football. And that was from one of my friend groups needed another player. And I, I was like, sure, why not? I got nothing better to do. Um, we're, we're all in high school here. Um, and I won the very first year I did it. And I was hooked after that. That was it. That was the slippery slope. You win the first year you're in fantasy <laughs> yep. football. And it was, it was a downturn from there. So that, <laughs> that's what really got me into it. And now I watch everything from NBA, NFL, um, mainly those two, but I'm also a big soccer fan too.
0: Awesome. Awesome. With playing fantasy football for the first time and really getting into football because of fantasy football how was your experience when you first started playing fantasy football what did you what were kind of your issues with starting a fantasy you know starting to play fantasy football and then also like how what were you looking forward to
1: yeah I think one of the weirder parts of starting it not with like a team is I didn't really have a bunch of like players that I was just like oh these are who I was going to draft so I I kind of ended up taking the Other side where I started to fall in love with players and teams because of fantasy football. My very first being like, not very first, but big one I can remember was like Le'Veon Bell because my stepdad was a big Steelers fan and I was like, all right, I'll take this dude in like the third or fourth round and he was just phenomenal from there. And I like fell in love with the player from that. Um, I ended up becoming a Vikings fan to where I am now, probably most a Vikings fan of anything. Um, And that was probably from Adrian Peterson. Same thing where, you know, you just you get a guy that you fall in love with from fantasy and that kind of carries into real life. And that's very much similar to what I am today, where I love players and teams almost more because of the players than I do because of like any sort of fandom. I will watch the Vikings. And I think this holds true with a lot of like fantasy people, but I just love football almost more. I love tuning into games to watch like certain players. I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. I think he's just a blast to watch. Um, but that's kind of my relationship through it is it's just led me to have like a a deeper fandom of individual players, I think, than any sort of like team aspect of football.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel that too. If I wasn't born into a Cowboys family, I think that I'd be on the, the train of finding players I like because there are so many players out there that you – start loving because of fantasy football and it's just great to have that connection. And you've, you talked about other sports as well. And the Dallas Cowboys have a pretty awesome kicker soccer. Anyway, or okay.
1: <laughs> I was going to, my favorite story, <laughs> yeah,
0: I was, you know, I'm really you know excited about that. And it's really cool to see how that kind of like the fusion of soccer and football together. It's great. I like it. Okay. Anyway, so back to you playing football or playing fantasy football and like just learning and, and going from dynasty there's redra- or redraft we've got keeper leagues we've got all kinds of there's all kinds of stuff out there and what are your favorite kinds of leagues to play in
1: i think now i'm pretty much a dynasty addict um that's probably <laughs> my easy one it's, it's hard though because it, as soon as redraft comes around every year i have a home league that i've been playing in for forever i mean i i I took over as commissioner after after a couple years in that one and i get so excited for that draft because we still do an in-person draft i'll fly back home um and that's just a great time so it's hard not to say that that's my favorite but i love (laughs) dynasty so much that that probably has to be the one i end up in way too many dynasty leagues throughout the year um i i commissioned two of them which i really just need to stop doing because takes up too much of my time um But I I love the idea of building a team that I get to stick with because that kind of I think feeds into my love of like individual players so much is that's always the hardest part of redraft is I have to like pick and choose. And like if I have a great player, they're probably not on my team the next year. And I love that about Dynasty where I can I can have a couple players that I'm just like, these are my guys every single year. I get to be a fan of them. And I love trades, I love everything that goes into Dynasty. Like being right on a player ahead of time is just such a good feeling. Like a, that co- that confirmation bias of just being like, I knew this guy was gonna be great and he's one in 10 of the people I said were gonna be great and it panned out. <laughs> and that's I think that's why I love it so much is just that little bit and just getting to build something that I don't have to lose at the end of the season.
0: Is there a player that you were right about that you're like yeah that really stands out I know Le'Veon Bell in the fourth or whatever you were saying is pretty nice but was there a player that you've been behind that you're like this is awesome to see that I was right
1: it's it's tough because I think so much of that has come from Matt Harmon and reception perception that it's hard to take a player that I wouldn't just I wouldn't just attribute to reception perception coming out of the draft like Justin Jefferson is probably the biggest one of is that was the very first year I started working for Matt at reception perception and that was one of the earliest data that was like this guy I remember the big thing coming out of the draft was like he's a slot wide receiver he only plays the slot and Matt was just like no he can play anywhere on the field and that I kind of dove in with that and we had a dynasty startup that year and I took Justin Jefferson anywhere I could partially I mean I guess I'm a Vikings fan so that comes in there too but I would say a lot of that's come from reception perception all the players that I think I'm ahead of have become from that sort of analytical side of it Um, just a straight-up gut calls is probably now CJ Stroud for me it was someone that I loved coming into the draft I wish the Panthers would have taken him first overall but I ended up with him on almost every dynasty team (laughs) I had mainly because they were bad teams and I had very high picks but there's a, was, he's probably the next closest thing that's not from reception perception. Yeah.
0: Well, way to stay on brand. Reception perception is a great, great spot. Matt's a great guy. And well, how did, what's the story? You could start from wherever, but how did you get to become a part of reception perception?
1: Honestly, just luck, really. Um, and I've, Matt and I have talked about this story, but I don't know how much of it I've told him like in depth is, he he actually one time on instagram i'd been following his work from nfl um as i was a fan at, like of the nfl fantasy kind of the gateway drug into it you know they're on your tv on sundays um and i'd followed reception perception and saw that he was building something that was on its own for the first time and i won a madden giveaway from him on instagram just one ran like one random summer he was I just entered the Madden giveaway and got the the game and he DM'd me and was like, oh, great. Good job. Like, here's your code, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't think of it for months. And then I saw him talking about kind of like, hey, he used to have his product on the Fantasy Footballers, um, their draft kit. And he was like, hey, I'm removing this from the draft kit. It's going to live on its own somewhere. And I kind of saw that and was like, oh, he's he's doing his own thing do I have any way to reach out to this man? And I did because of the Madden giveaway. He had his private DMS open cause he had sent me the Madden code and I was like, <laughs> well, this is kind of sleazy, but I'm going to reach in here anyway. And I, uh, I reached out to him and just did the, like, the classic, you know, like, Hey, if you need any help with anything, like I'd be more than happy to help. And I got the, your classic, you know, like, Oh, definitely. I'll keep you in mind and let you know in a couple months type thing. And I was like, cool. At least I got a hold of him. That's cool to hear back and everything. And I didn't think anything of it. And it was like six months later, he DM'd me back and was like, hey, do you know how to use Photoshop? And this is the part. I don't know if I've ever told him. I had no idea how to use Photoshop. I never (laughs) opened the app once in my entire life. My girlfriend had done it for film and whatnot before. So we had Adobe. And I was just like, yeah, man, whatever you need from me, let's do it. And he (laughs) was like, I need help doing some of these graphics and lucky for me what he ended up needing was just someone to plug in numbers which I could do that in a heartbeat and uh, we started working together with that and it just kind of tumbled into more and more we went from one summer just doing I'm I'm really good with Excel sheets and spreadsheets as all fantasy analysts are because we're nerds at heart (laughs) and that's our bread and butter and I just worked with him over a summer doing that. And the more and more we got to know each other, the more and more we worked so well together and kind of led into just helping him build the site as a whole. And it's been just such a fantastic time all from for sure. Lying on my resume, Like <laughs> let's, let's be honest, the equivalent of just like, but I learned, I I took hours of Photoshop classes, I think, in the next couple weeks, just trying to figure it all out. And then at the very end of that, he was like, I just need you to put numbers next to routes. And I was like, that's it. (laughs) I was like, all that work for that. that.
0: (laughs) It's
1: it's come in handy now. Now I I can use Photoshop and I make all their graphics and everything. And it's been a blast, but that's how I got into it. Really just luck of the draw, just being in the right place at the right time for me was all of it.
0: And I love that story. Wow. I love that story because I know talking with matt and hearing his story i know that he wants to pay it forward and help others out and to be able to he see does, like yeah. yeah and to see yeah how how in, excited you are and you're willing to slide into the dms and and you know hope for the best and it, it all worked out and that's pretty awesome so you love to see it you love to see it I can't it. take
1: all the credit for that i was terrified for sure my, <laughs> yeah and my girlfriend almost coerced me into sending the dm of like actually reaching out to him because i wasn't gonna do it i was just gonna let it slide so yeah she she deserves the credit for that for sure
0: well thank you to your girlfriend because look at where we are now this is great this is great and you had brought up the expo earlier and how i had met you there and that was an awesome experience too because you know i got to to chat with you and you had heard of the show and knew that, you know, when Matthew was, when Matt was on here and everybody, you know, it it was a great time to get to, to meet you and talk to you. And, you know, Matt had nothing but nice things to say about you as well. And it was so awesome. Like that whole experience, uh, had you been to the expo before and what was your experience like this year?
1: I had not been to the expo before. Um, this was my first time out there. I had thought about going out the year prior and just didn't make the trip. And then this year I... I was like, I'm going no matter what, um, ended up having a booth for the other show I do, which was great. Uh, but initially I just wanted to go to, to meet all the people that I have. Obviously that's why anybody goes to the expo just right. to meet everybody that we're talking to on Twitter or on YouTube and whatnot. Um, I had a great time. I will be going back next year for sure. It was intimidating. I would say for sure. Uh, I'm not the best in crowds for i i definitely deal with crowd anxiety which is dime a dozen i feel like at the expo i feel like it it makes you feel a little comfortable knowing everybody else is also super anxious about meeting everybody and being there uh so there's some comfort in being part of part of that um and matt obviously was like you said, had nothing to nice, nothing but nice things to say about me, which is probably all not true either. Uh, there are definitely, I'm sure he has some bad things to say about me. Uh, but he he really helped make me feel comfortable there. Um, getting to just everybody makes you feel comfortable there. There's really no one during the expo that would just be like, like, you, no one's gonna be rude. They're just, everybody's so nice. I was right. kind of like, you come out of going to the expo and you're like, you don't really have anything to be scared of because they are genuinely just so nice and, and you were so nice there. And I'd, I'd heard your show before. I really love it because there are all these people that I follow and I get to see their football content, but you don't really get to hear too much about their personal lives. And you do a great job about that. And I would always listened to the show from that. So uh, I was definitely excited to meet you there and getting to meet everybody else too was, was a blast. But I, I, you are exhausted at the end of the expo, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> After like three days straight, Going home, I was like, I, I feel like I just got hit by a truck, just going through this whole weekend.
0: Oh, for sure. I'm like, everybody, you know, the people that are like, I took Monday off, or we're staying an extra day, or we're doing this, and I'm like, oh my god, I just need my bed, and I just, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, you know. So, (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. But it's such a great time. It's such a great time. Yeah. And there's it's
1: hard not to just feel like a walking billboard for the expo anytime I'm on a show because. (laughs) I feel that's like we talk about yeah, yeah
0: that's all we talk about really. I mean every show I'm pretty sure I bring it up once or twice because it is such a an important tool, I think, to just get, get to meet more people in the community and not just people that put out content, but people that do the behind the scenes stuff, people who just like playing fantasy football. Like that's awesome. I, I really yeah. like meeting people like that as well. And it's it, it is a blast. And being a part of the fantasy football industry and a part of the community and you know finally getting to be around all these people like what is that experience like going in i know that it, it is nerve-wracking but did you find yourself meeting a lot of people you didn't know did you find yourself uh listening to any of the uh different panels that were going on or was there anything that kind of that i know that you had a booth how what was that whole experience like
1: yeah i definitely as much as I am thoroughly invested in the online fantasy football community, I think it's impossible to know everybody right there. You just meet so many people and I would go, I'd be hanging out with certain people that would see someone in the crowd and be like, Oh, that's so-and-so from this network. And I'm like, I've never heard of that network. And they'd be like, Oh, he's my favorite person in the industry. It's like, (laughs) all right, let's go over. Like, let's go meet him. Um, I definitely, I think some someone that stood out the most was uh Derek Brown from Fantasy Pros, who I've I've obviously like seen around on everything, but had never really dived into his work so much. And uh, we ended up talking for like an hour while I was supposed to be running my booth. By the way, I had stepped away, and <laughs> and we talked for way too long and just hit it off. And him and um and Thor came over because they're they're good friends. It's I think his last name is Nordstrom, but I feel <laughs> like I'm butchering that um
0: uh,
1: <laughs> and that was a blast just getting to talk to him we really hit it off i had to i had to like pry myself away because i was like i'm also supposed to be running a booth which was which was the downside of the booth especially like my first year there is i was like wow i'm kind of like landlocked here for mm-hmm. a little bit and i got to meet a ton of people um and and funny enough like dustin ludkey from uh dynasty pros he helped run our booth for like an hour because he was like dude i just need somewhere to chill and i was like okay and he was like i'd be happy to run this and he dove right in and he's such a positive dude that we we've stayed in touch after and he was he's been on our show and we text from time to time and that was nice because i did feel a little bit like i i missed out during the expo being landlocked for a booth but it was great and uh i'm i'm a big flag football guy um so I, I participated in that, which was fun, you know. Uh Des Bryant there and all that. Jazz ended up being a good time. I wish I'd got to do more of that than I did. Um I don't think anybody knew about this, but there was like an American Ninja Warrior like event that happened on Saturday morning during the expo. There was like eight people there. Yeah, I didn't know. It okay. was like or maybe so low key. And I was like
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: how it, it like I we just went cause I was like, you know what, let's let's go and um I ended up meeting a guy from uh Establish the Run that does their media content very similar for what I do and we hit it off and still talk and he's in Colorado now too. Everybody's in Colorado. I moved out to LA and now everything is back in Colorado. Love that. Um, <laughs> love- and it was great. It was just a fun time. I love getting I love getting to like you said, getting to meet people that do the same thing I do. You know, you're not mm-hmm. always in front of the camera, but you're making graphics, you're working on the website, all that jazz. It was great.
0: I love that. And you brought up Dustin Key, and I had him actually I interviewed him last week. I just haven't put the episode out yet. But I interviewed him. I would zoom so,
1: in. He's great. Yeah. He's he and Debro
0: Derek Brown is I met him before he was even I mean he was just putting content out and like he didn't have a big following he's from around here so like we like met texas out at, boy too. Man. yeah texas boy uh so yeah we met at uh fantasy uh convention that was going on here at the time and then drafted did a live draft together so that was yeah it's just great to see him evolve as well that's what i love about all of you guys in this industry is just seeing how you guys grow every year and it's i feel like a proud mom i don't know so it's fun. it's fun watching everybody is fun. just hit their strides. It's great, and yes, and I love seeing how much content people put out and just the different content. And like you said, being behind the scenes too and doing the graphics and doing all that stuff. And I know when I look, I just complimented someone on their graphics the other day, and it like made their entire life like. So maybe not their entire life, but you know what I mean. Like it, do, it, does it does make go you go
1: unnoticed it, sometimes. Yeah,
0: right. And what do you think the importance of having you know nice looking? visuals is for a brand or for a website or any of that kind of stuff.
1: Uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's super important, especially we're, we're in a day and age with like fantasy media and sports media where like the saturation is higher than it's ever been before. There's so many companies and channels and shows and that, that standing out is super important, but also just professionality in the way that you're like making the media and making it look is very important and that's something that james has kind of james co has kind of hammered into me since we met and for for good reason too is it's very important that like the professionality of the site and everything we do he's like if it's not top tier and it's something i respect from him so much is he's like if i'm not proud of the professionality of my content why do i want someone to pay for it Right. Why do I feel like I need to push this out? And that that's kind of stuck with me for a lot. And I I think with how heavily saturated the industry, there can be such tiny things as like the difference between how good a thumbnail looks can change, like what video you're clicking on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, video content is so huge now that like just seeing someone have like a difference in camera or lighting and having that kind of like knowledge is. Separates so many things listening to different podcasts and who you're gonna pick and all that and I mean there's so much saturation There's room for it. There's such a huge like desire for sports content and fantasy football content as it's ever-growing and sports betting good lord now is Just (laughs) launching through the roof. So there's gonna be a whole nother part of that and I think those tiny little improvements are like graphics and how everything looks are so much more important, I think, than people think. And they're gonna become increasingly more important because when you're starting new stuff or when you're trying to grow from something that's not already established there, like it can be just super important, which which is funny because it completely gets rid of my entire argument when you look at the football guys logo, which is something I've brought <laughs> up to people all the time. I'm like, these guys are arguably one of the most dominant fantasy football medias in the industry. And their logo has been the same for like 30 years and i'm i don't know who's made it if maybe you know because you've interviewed so many people from football guys
0: i, I don't know that's I a good no question idea. to ask the next football I, i've guy. always been
1: curious because i know i know matt's friends with sigmund bloom who's been there forever so maybe i'll ask mm-hmm. him but i've always been like who came up with this how did yeah. we end up with a wonky smile and it's iconic now yes like, it I, is. you see that and you're like oh the football guys sure brings my whole argument down but i (laughs) think i stand by it it still is important they just they just happen to have an iconic one
0: they do (laughs) i love it so you got you went to college uh university of northern colorado correct okay i want to make sure i write things down i can't read my handwriting half the time um so the college experience what did you go to college for and uh what have you taken from the college experience into your work in the fantasy industry?
1: I I actually initially went to the University of Colorado Boulder, um, which is much more well known than UNC, especially now with Prime and all the college football stuff going on there. Um, and I initially went to school for um, engineering was the plan. And I knew immediately that I didn't want to do that after. not Not that I was just like, I couldn't do it, but I just thought about being bored for the next four years of my life. And I was like, that cannot be it. (laughs) Um, So I transferred to University of Northern Colorado, which is in a little farm town, um, just south of Fort Collins where CSU is. Um, And I, I did sports management there, which is why I moved there, because they were the only school in Colorado that had a real sports management degree and made that jump. Um, And I'm partially glad I did partially not sure if it was the right decision. We'll find out I don't know if I'll ever really know Um, But my college experience changed a lot, you know, CU Boulder was a big Party city. It's very well known for that Not really my cup of tea didn't end up doing a whole lot of that, but it was big there um, and I knew everyone and then when I went to Greeley to study sports I definitely got a much better understanding of the business side of sports, um, but the degree of sports management is still very broad right now, because it's not really hammered down, so you we ended up studying everything, so sports law, sports marketing, sports, anything you could think of under sports, they just crammed it into like one degree, which was cool, because I felt like I got a broad understanding of everything. But when it comes to, like, the skills you take away from it, it's not super helpful because you jump out into it and they're like, great, like, what's your, like, specialty? Like, what do you do? And you're like, nothing. I, I know how, I'd like, <laughs> ticket sales run and, like, sports marketing. And it was a blast to be around sports. And I think I'm I'm still happy I got the degree because I can say I have a sports management degree. It's cool. It's fun. Um, But I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary i like if if someone was like hey like to work in sports should i go get a sports management degree probably not like i don't think it's it's all that helpful in general um it definitely is getting connections and and that point of it in college i think is you know the most important part is just meeting people and that's that's even the fantasy sports industry oh my lights just decided to go off okay (laughs) um Yeah, meeting people is how, I mean, that's how I got my job at Reception Perception. I, I know, like, a lot of people are fan, at Football Guys with, I think, like, what, Joey, same, same type of scenario. He's in my Scott Fishbowl League. Um, a lot of it's who you know and the connections you make and the, the positive impact you have on others. And I got a lot of that from the college experience. I definitely met people and got connections that I wouldn't have had elsewhere. So that part was definitely a big positive.
0: Okay. When you first started podcasting, had you ever done a podcast before? And what was the experience like when you first started podcasting?
1: I have not ever done a podcast before. The very first time I did it, I was a guest on the reception perception show. Matt and James had me on to do dynasty content. And I was terrified. percent. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't love speaking in public, to be honest. Um, And and you know what my internet kept going out. So like, every once in a while it just buffer and I had no idea it was going out and they didn't say anything because yeah. on my end it was fine but on their end I'm just like hopping in and out so I think in in all it was not a good debut because I ended up listening the episode realizing how much they had to clip out because of my internet and I, I think the next week I went out and bought like six Ethernet cables fixed my internet upgraded every I was like this can never happen again I was like such a bad look um But it's a it's a learning curve. You get better as you go. I I feel better now than I was before. But I'm still so critical. I I know you edit the audio for your own show. um, And that's the most humbling experience I think you can have as a podcaster is editing your own audio and having to listen back through. So yeah, that's been fun.
0: (laughs) It's been fun. Yeah, listening to yourself and listening to all and I had the same thing when I first started my podcast was my internet was just Constantly giving me issues, but it was only giving me issues when I went to like interview somebody, right? So, <laughs> of course, it happens. Yep. so yeah, I did the same thing. Went out and bought all the Ethernet cords and did all of that, and finally upgraded my computer. So things finally. I'm not stressing out every time I have to do a podcast, but those were some, those were some times. <laughs> yeah, so when you podcast and you facilitate a conversation, you host a podcast and kind of keep the the flow of the conversation going. How, how have you had to learn to do that? What did it come easily? Or I know you've only put out a few episodes so far of QB class, which I want to talk about, but yeah, sure. how did you learn how to do that?
1: Um, I, I channel my best Sean Evans mm-hmm. from hot ones. He's yes. an icon <laughs> for me. Um, I think he's one of the best interviewers there are. And I do my best to impersonate him as I can. Um, I, I, Jokes aside, like I do think he's so helpful, um, and I think there's something to be said about asking good questions rather than just asking a lot of questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm still not good at that, so that's still a, a learning curve there. Um, but I think sometimes I host because I'm partially don't love being the one to answer everything, which is such a cop out. Uh, but I I do love that. And I think that's kind of what drew me towards hosting. It definitely didn't come natural to me. Um, But I've been around James and Matt for so long now that they've been a huge boon to making me feel comfortable. James calls me from time to time, especially after the first episode of QB class, we had like an hour long conversation just of notes. And I know I'm incredibly lucky to have people like that who are just willing to just give me advice and help me on that um and then my girlfriend is a filmmaker like she's a she's in production at film she works with like talent and directors and all that and is a very good public speaker so she helps me feel much more confident on that line and it's just been learning from that and people I watch and funnily enough I don't intake as much media as I once did I feel like that happens as soon as you start doing your own stuff you start running out of time to listen to everybody else's stuff. Um, which is a habit I need to get myself out of because that's, that's how uh, you learn. No one's going to be perfect themselves and, and watching other people who are so good at what they do and, and be so comfortable is the only reason I'm even half of a host starting right now. So that's, that's where I've got it all from for sure.
0: Sean Evans is a great interviewer. I love listening to him ask the questions. And I'm like, I would have never in a million years have thought of that question to ask. like, Or where did that come from? Like, that's crazy. And he knows everything about everything. It's just, oh, he does his research. It. It's great. He's such
1: an inspiration. Yeah, I, I I, absolutely think he's the gold standard of like interviewers in, in the media space we're in right now, for sure.
0: So let's talk more about QB class because... Like you said, there's only been a few episodes. You're recording another one. Tomorrow, did you say tomorrow, the next day? One of those days. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow Tomorrow morning. Ah, Watching some film tonight. So tell me more about it, how it came about, and uh, what it's all about.
1: Sure. Um, It came about because I was on a call talking about Reception Perception merch with Matt and James. Because we're working on getting that up. I'm dragging... It's on me i'm dragging my feet i haven't set up everything i need to um but at the end of that call i had brought up i'd already talked to derek about it before because we text from time to time because i do his graphics and i was like do you i asked him if he did a show for the 33rd team and he said no and i was like well have you ever would you want to do a show like if that was possible and he was all on board and i pitched it at the end of our merch conversation to james And it was the funniest like five minute turn I've ever had with somebody because at the very beginning he was like, well, I've thought about it, but like getting him on the show once a week is tough. And like, I don't think me or Matt have bandwidth for anything else. And like, but I do really think we could get his content out there. And I just kind of was like, well, like I could host it with him. You know, I'm already familiar with his work. I do my own podcast, so I have some experience. You don't have to buy me a mic. I already have one. Um, and he was, he's kind of hard to read when you talk to him, but he was really hesitant. He was like, let's talk about it. Like it might be something better we do at the end of the year, something like that. You know, I don't know how it would work with odyssey who partners the audio show. And then within 30 seconds he flipped and he was like, Nope, I want you guys to record next week. Let's get this going. I'm going to email odyssey tonight. And this was over Thanksgiving mind you. So I was like, okay, well, I got to go in like two days, because I'm going to my girlfriend's family. And uh, all within like four days, I had we emailed Odyssey, got the show up and running on the stream. Derek was on board. We figured out his audio situation, because he had never worked with it before. So we got his mic and compressor and everything set up, and we're still working on lighting and all that to get video content going. But it it just kind of happened at the end of a meeting just to get his content spotlighted more. Cause it's, it's great data. Um, there are very few people that I think can replicate what Matt's done with reception perception and his wide receiver data. And he basically handpicked Derek to do the quarterback stuff. He, they'd worked with him before and, um, he just deserves more light, man. I think that's all it was. I just, I saw his work and in, in his writing for the 33rd team and he he does this thing where he he writes the way he speaks, um, which I have a habit of doing as well um, which I don't know if that's good or bad or not. I can't even comment on it. I'm not a good writer enough. but he just deserved more of a spot and i I think we had the opportunity in chemistry together that we could do a quick show and that's it a week later we recorded our first episode on a whim and now we're just kind of rolling through it so it's been a blast
0: yeah I listened I was listening to the last episode and I I was actually going to ask you about this before I listened but with MVP and everything being such a quarterback yeah it's quarterback Quarterback (laughs) what are your thoughts on the MVP situation and even this year with what we've got going on right now yeah all the injuries and
1: <laughs> um I don't hate Brock Purdy as much as I, I shouldn't say Derek hates Brock Purdy. He doesn't hate Brock Purdy. And I'll get him in trouble if I say that because people will come after him. Um but I do think he's not my pick. We've had this conversation on the show. I'm not nearly as much of a quarterback expert as Derek because I've buried my nose in wide receivers for years now. Um but I, I'm I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I think from the first four weeks, my MVP vote hasn't changed. It's been Lamar. It probably will continue being Lamar. Dak's making a push in my brain, and Derek is certainly trying to push Dak Prescott as the MVP. And I don't hate it. I'm not a Dak hater. I've, I've, there are very few players I think I'm like considered a hater of. Um, I find it hard to hate professional athletes that do things that I couldn't do right. in a million years. Um, but I think Lamar this season is just doing things that people said he couldn't do for so long and it's going so underappreciated where you know out of the greg roman offense where it's been like oh you know just play action running like he's running a shotgun offense where he's passing so well he's making so many reads behind the line of scrimmage the play call changes like things that were always questioned of him they were like yeah he's won the mvp before but he did that because he threw touchdowns at a absurd rate and ran so well and it's like he's doing all of that on the Ravens and then he's adding another element of like a full QB general to his portfolio that I think makes him just such an unstoppable force and the the comments around Brock Purdy of being like yeah he's good and all but like look at the offense he's surrounded it's kind of the opposite conversation with Lamar where like his weapons are definitely better than they were last year but they're not the 49ers and they're probably not even the Cowboys I mean say Flowers is good but he's not Ceedee lamb and Beckham is a shell of himself he's looked better but I just think the things he's doing this year and the the steps he's taken as a quarterback from even the season he won MVP rushing uh I think he deserves it and I think the Ravens are like if we're gonna talk about like a team that just couldn't compete without their quarterback he's just kind of that guy for me
0: yeah yeah, exactly, and you know I don't get to watch enough of the Ravens to. Lamar Jackson isn't on my radar as much if that makes sense, you know, because I don't get yeah, to. Being... It's hard to tune yeah. into everything. Yeah, and it's hard to tune into everything, especially when you have my wife as a wife, because football on Sundays is like, are the Cowboys playing? No, okay, then don't watch. You <laughs> no. know. <laughs> but okay, so yes, and and QB class also listening to it and hearing both of you talk back and forth, you couldn't tell that he's never done that Derek's never done, had a podcast, you know, and had to go out and get a microphone and do all of that. You you wouldn't be able to tell. And I know he was like, I got a new microphone, you know, I'm going to sound different. But the, the way you guys communicate back and forth and the way that you're able to pull out the content from him and get him to give you, put it out there for everybody to understand and get, get it, so that you guys have such a great communication style and everything. It kind of feels like you guys have known each other for a really, really, really long time, you know, um, how did you build on that relationship that you had with just wanting to promote his content and enjoying his content and getting it in front of people? How did you build on that relationship? And how do you think that this podcast is going to continue to grow?
1: Yeah, I mean, he he's such a pro you're he's been on other podcasts before, but he does deserve his own spot and he's he's made it so easy to work with him i i only met him this year as we were doing the reception perception data i i'd seen him before doing bleacher report and 33rd stuff um but honestly he just makes it easy we just clicked well we're both i'd say fairly on the younger side of the industry which i think helps that we don't we're not bridging any generation gaps which really doesn't make such a big difference in the fantasy football community because you're all talking about the same stuff Mm -hmm. um but talking to him always just feels comfortable even when we just hop on a call you know it's just one of those things where like we'd be on the same page with stuff and when you work with someone's data so much and I have the same thing with Matt you kind of just get to know each other from like your ins and outs and how they work and and how they watching someone organize their data I think is a big tell of like someone's personality um and so I think that kind of just helped get that connection going and um, I li- I don't know if he knows this but i I listen to his stuff more now to try and get a feel for how he speaks kind of like his flow and how to ask the right questions to him which I I didn't do at first and I'm happy I am now because I think it's helpful um and honestly it just kind of it's it's easy because he's easy to talk to and we're kind of just growing as friends as well as coworkers, which I think is always great in that term because it makes you comfortable with each other. But it didn't take a lot of work. It just kind of felt like the right step when I was talking to him and going through and we would start texting during like Sunday night football games where I'd ask him, I'd be like, Do you chart? Like in the middle of games. Like, do you look at this? And he's like, No, I don't. I watch all the film later, but sometimes I'll find myself like In the middle of a game being like, oh, that's an accurate pass. I should go mark that down from this play. And just those small conversations kind of led to just like, I think we can make this work. Um, In terms of the future for the show, God, I have no idea. Um, We're going to readdress that at the end of the season. Um, Nat and James are are as supportive as humans can get. And I know as long as me and Derek want to do this show and it's helping the site, which I do hope it is. Um, they'll be behind us a hundred percent, which feels great. And it's so nice to have that kind of support from a boss. Cause you don't always get that. And it's weird calling him a boss. Cause he's going to hate that. I said that on a, show. <laughs> it's true. He is my, they are my boss. Um, so we're, we're going to see where it goes right now. We're at 30 minute episodes, which I think is, is nice, very concise for us. We do about two quarterbacks a week for the data. Um, and at the end of the season, we're going to readdress it and, see if we want to do it again. I hope we do. It's been fun. And I like talking to him through it. Um, And I think we have room to grow from the quarterbacks. We talk and the data we do. We're looking at doing um, more. We'll do video content this week, which I'm excited for. Um, And we're going to start doing like separate, like five minute like film breakdowns because he's really good at that and doesn't, I don't, I don't think he does it enough for how, how much people love it, but that's, I think, going to be a big next step for us is doing, like, we'll do film clips so people can watch how he breaks down his data and how it gets to reception perception because I think that's very useful if you're just looking at data blind. It can be kind of misleading from time to time. Um, and we just want to give people more understanding of what he does and kind of how that data breaks down. So that's hopefully where the show is going to lead.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I like to see that the way that you guys build each other up and see the way that you guys communicate on there. I love listening to podcasts where the, the people on the podcast actually sound like they're friends. They're not just like reading data or just doing something like that. You know, I lose my attention. My focus goes boom, right out the window. If the people on the podcast aren't actually having legit conversations, Like, you know, it's not just robotic. Here we go. So, it's nice to see that. And it's nice to have that show up in my Spotify feed every time you guys drop a new one. So that's how I listened to it today at work. Uh, our computers were well, down. So I got I'm to listen. In. <laughs> so, okay, watching football because today is Monday. And so there is a game on tonight. Uh, when you watch football. Two. Yeah, two games jeez i even said that last night i was like holy crud They're, i forgot there's, we're, we're in that it's weird, weird. We're in that weird time now and there's saturday games and
1: mm-hmm. all that
0: jazz so yeah there's two games on tonight so do you have any fantasy football teams that kind of rely on tonight's game games?
1: i am lucky <laughs> enough that not really um I do have one where I could lose a bye week, which is that feels braggy to be like, "Oh, I might lose my bye week in the playoffs." <laughs> no, uh, but it it, it helps because you know, like, those first week is stressful. Yeah. Um, last night sealed most of my fates. Uh, my main redraft league, I did not make the playoffs, which is a bummer because um, when you're in the league with all of your friends and you're a, a fantasy football expert and you don't make the playoffs, you get a load of crap, of course, uh, yep. which deservedly. Yeah. I, I deserve it. I, I suppose I could make the playoffs. I remind them of this. If two, two teams tonight get a perfect tie down to the hundredth point, I'll get in the playoffs. So there's a shot, I guess, <laughs> on <laughs> tonight. but I'm pretty relaxed tonight. I'll be, I'll be just watching for fun. And, um, Probably doing, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, I'll probably be watching film for the quarterbacks that we're doing on tomorrow's show during the game because I will run out of time if I don't.
0: And I got to get that done. (laughs) Got to get it done. Got to get it done. How is watching football with you? Like if you had somebody there watching a football game with you, what is your your routine when it comes to watching football?
1: I'm not a yeller. That's for sure. I think (laughs) watching live games with me like at a stadium probably isn't that fun because I'm pretty just analytical. I don't get very animated. Um, so I think in that point, kind of boring. At home, it depends on the game and circumstance. I do get into it kind of no matter what team it is, um, which I, I I enjoy. I can watch a Bears-Panthers game. Well, the Bears aren't as bad as they once were, but I can watch a bad game and still be in, enjoyed, um, but I pace a lot. I think that's probably my <laughs> biggest attribute. I do pace a ton, okay. especially near the end of the game. I walk from like, I can't sit down. I'll be going to the kitchen, grabbing food, drinks, whatever it is like a pace. I'm just like a clinical pacer and that that's probably the biggest attribute, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not very animated. Um, Oh, I'll, I'll get like somewhat frustrated, I guess, for like bad calls and stuff. But in terms of like a sports fan, I'm not your classic like yelling at the TV type of guy. I just I I think I just walk a lot. That'd be the biggest attribute. Yeah,
0: it's nice to see somebody else's like that. That's that's exactly how I am. I cannot stay seated. I have to be pacing. It's just like that nervous energy where I just have to be. And everybody's like sit down yeah (laughs) i can't i I can't ah what do you like to do in your free time i know you were talking about your girlfriend and what do you guys like to do in your free time
1: i have less and less of that as the (laughs) days go on um i i love playing sports so i'm doing more of that i i play basketball out here in la a lot which is fun but also hard because people are really really good it's not just like casual pickup games like if i go to la fitness at my gym like i'll get dunked on which isn't fun i'm not <laughs> i'm not that good of a basketball sure? player I'm, I'm somewhat tall so like sure that helps um but i do that i have friends out here that we all play basketball with and um i'm planning on joining a flag football team this year to just stay active Uh, I work from home now. So the work from home weight is starting to kick in and I'm like trying to avoid that as much as possible. Um, but at the same time, I'm lazy. So it's a battle I have every day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, It's
1: okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the working, I used to work at Carvana, um, which was a whole different thing, but I walked all the time and I never realized how much I moved around until I worked at home. And I was like, oh, I'm not moving yes. so much. Um, but other than that, I, I play video games. I have been playing a lot of Fortnite recently because that came back into style. So Mom. um
0: didn't know kind of... breaking news i did not know this i didn't know when it came in this style because i'm not down with all that stuff i don't know i'm always the last to know yeah. everything that's okay as you should <laughs> you keep, you keep
1: your life like sane stay away from all of that um yeah i do that um i built my own computer this year which was fun uh because i'm a nerd and like building <laughs> tech stuff from time to time um, mainly I needed somewhere to play video games that wasn't, I had a, like a 12 year old Xbox that I was still playing on and my friends were begging me to switch to something that had stable internet. So I did that. Um, and I'm, I'm a very avid snowboarder. I grew up in Colorado, so I, I, I snowboard and ski. I will be flying back multiple times this year to, to snowboard and ski. I'm very excited for that. Um, I bought the Epic Pass this year, which is basically a, a free ticket to any of their skeet lodges in the country. So I will be flying around doing as much skiing as possible this year. That's probably the biggest one. Yeah.
0: That's red. That's super red. I've never been skiing. Never been snowboarding, none of that. Never been to Colorado. So i <laughs> from
1: Texas. Yeah. There's nowhere to go in Texas. I yeah, know. you gotta move
0: around for that.
1: I but know. I do know most people that are from Texas just hate the snow. Are you do you do you hate the snow? I
0: don't hate the snow. Um I the hate cold. The, I mean, yeah, but usually it's because like the Texas power grid fills or something. Like you know, it's like I hate it because of a fair an reason inconvenience. Yeah. Um uh, but yeah you know, I like the snow enough. We went to uh, New Mexico and we were going to go skiing, but then we were like, oh, we don't have anything to go skiing in. And (laughs) we didn't didn't really think it out. (laughs) My wife's originally from El Paso, so it's like a quick drive, you know? So (laughs) we're like, all right, cool. But yeah, so that's really rad to hear that you're into that kind of stuff. Did you ever play like a bunch of video games when you were younger, like uh, extreme sports games if you will
1: i played a lot of madden as a kid um for for not being into sports i did like madden mainly i think it's like my stepdad would play that with me and that was like my go-to um i played a lot of modern war like call of duty games when those were big black ops 2 black ops modern warfare 2 i played a lot of video games for a long long time um Less and less now. Now I I play like some with my friends, but you know we run out of time now. Yeah. We got too much stuff going on, um, but I I do play some, trying to get more into it. Um, when I'm not skiing, we me and my girlfriend try and do the best to enjoy L.A. that we live in now because we moved out here in the middle of the pandemic and it was a very different city than it is when it's fully open. Um, so we we do a lot of that. Uh, the Her industry has been on strike basically all year, you know, yeah. the film strike. Mm-hmm. So we had to cut back a little bit on all of the going out and doing stuff. But there's so much to do out here that it's hard to. Um, I love cooking as well. I do a lot of cooking. So we love going out to different restaurants here. And I think there's enough restaurants in L.A. that we could go every single day and never run out there's just be a new yep. one next time that we go out. <laughs> so that yeah. keeps us plenty busy yeah.
0: yeah i have been to la so i do know <laughs> i do know there with the restaurants it's, it's it's nice it's nice uh and you were you had brought up coffee shop sports i mean we've been talking about that but coffee uh when with the coffee shop sports yeah let me get back on the, my no, train yeah, i have not right. had enough coffee today so what made you think hey this is a great idea we should do something that involves coffee
1: um i met my co-host kevin at a friend's game night that we do every month where we just all meet up and play board games and eat food where we all just like a big potluck and i mentioned to him that i was working for reception perception and he knew what it was and i was like oh you're a nerd oh, you're a fantasy guy. like easy and we hit it off and talked for a while and I was a barista for about five years, and he was a barista for like five and a half to six years. I might be getting that wrong. I might be shorting him. Um, But we just, every time we'd meet up for the first couple times, we'd go to a different coffee shop and talk about football for like an hour and a half until we ran out of time. And that kind of just led into us being like, well, why don't we have our own show and do our own thing? Because... I hadn't wanted to for a long time and he had wanted to as well. I mean, he's a huge sports fan. He's a gigantic Bills fan. Um, so we probably talk about the Bills too much for a single <laughs> unaffiliated show. Um, Lord, having Dustin and him in the same room was I think we did mainly a Bills <laughs> show. I think it I think that podcast was a Bills show. I'll have to go back and listen to it, but that kind of led into that, you know, where we we would just have these coffee shop chats about football where it's very casual and very like laid back and we wanted to bring that into a podcast and we do our best and we we talk about nba on that too so i can't it's not just football related um i i think we just talk about whatever we feel like talk talking about that day and then we also shoot coffee reviews so we go to different places in la and do like five minute videos on coffee reviews which has been terrible for my um uh anxiety my public anxiety uh filming videos <laughs> yeah. in public is by far this the worst thing that we do i <laughs> hate that and he knows i hate it and he's the opposite he's like such a people person that he will just like like yeah i don't care we could whip out he'll like interview baristas and like just talk to people and i'm like like stuck like can't speak in the back <laughs> like trying not to have a panic attack um but that's, I mean, it's been fun and getting to just a, like do coffee reviews and stuff like that has been just a blast. So I can't complain too much. I'll complain a
0: little. Too much. Just enough. Just enough. Basketball makes me think, okay, I'm, I used to be a big basketball fan back in the day when I was growing up. Now I'm not a football fan. And basically that's what takes over my life and whatever. And so I don't play a lot of others. I've played fantasy baseball before, but... That wasn't for me do you play any other fantasy sports besides football or is football your only jam
1: football is my only main one um i've done fantasy basketball and i will say sleeper their newest version of fantasy basketball is by far my favorite um because my problem with i i have never tried baseball but i know my problem would be you have to set your lineup every single day. Like there's games every minute of every hour. And that's similar with basketball. Like I love basketball. I mean, there's too many games. I, I don't watch them all. I don't even <laughs> uh. bother to try and watch them all. I don't even like, I I'm like a Celtics fan and I tune into like one Celtics game a week or two, maybe. Um, But sleeper does a really cool version where you get to pick one game from their stretch of the week to have your player in so, like, you don't have to set your lineup for every single game. You get to pick, like, I have this player. I want his Friday game, not his Wednesday points. Like, I want his points from Friday for the week. And that's how you set your lineup. Um, I would do that again, I think. if so. I, I don't have a league going right now um but i think i would do that because that would make it so i don't have to watch every game i could just pick one a week so props to sleeper they they definitely killed that getting for the basketball industry and then my friends do march madness um which i know nothing about college basketball so that's just picking (laughs) based off of team names i don't i don't mess with that too much
0: (laughs) you you had brought up at the beginning about live drafts and doing a live draft with your league For people who have never done a live draft can you explain what the experience is like and why it's so awesome
1: it's just so much better than drafting in the screen it's hard to explain i think um but you get to make picks and kind of like trash talk your teammates in like live settings um and i personally don't drink a ton but there's usually alcohol at live drafts and that's a big part too, you know, because you get everybody going and you get things going. And I I just find like some of my friends aren't the biggest fantasy football like geeks, like they're really just there. So we all stay in contact and it's a great time to just see people that I haven't seen since last draft and we get to catch up with everybody. And really it's just like, I think the reason live drafts are so great is less about the football content and more about you're just with people that, this is usually the only way you stay connected throughout the year. Like you're probably not talking or at least for me, like I'm not talking to most of my league mates other than during fantasy football season or maybe checking in every once in a while. So getting to be with these people and having like something that brings us together and like have like a full, we're usually there for like four or five hours, just hanging out, having food, like talking. Um, Recently we've been doing different things for like draft order. We did a combine this year. We've done like, Mortal Kombat tournaments in the past for draft order and it's just it's just a fun time to get to hang out with people that if we didn't have a fantasy football league together we probably wouldn't stay in touch anymore which is a sad thought but also very lucky that we do we don't have to worry about that
0: that's that's great I love it I like we have a home league that we usually do live draft and we didn't actually do it this year because too many people don't live here anymore and nobody. Yeah. So it's sad, Sorry. sad, <laughs> but it's, it's a blast. And when you, whenever you like, we had a, the live Scott fish bowl in Dallas and I was running that and that was a blast. And are you in the Scott fish bowl by any chance?
1: I hope so after tonight, but yes, I, am. <laughs> okay, um, well. I, it is my first year doing it. Um, I got, a spot because they had an extra given out to Matt, and he was like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And I was like, "Absolutely, I do." I followed yeah. along every single year, <laughs> um, and I I didn't actually meet Scott at the expo, which was my biggest regret because I've heard he's just the nicest the human nicest. being. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously he does so much charity work, and the whole event. Um, I didn't get to go to a live draft because I'm in Los Angeles, and that draft filled up so fast. So
0: fast, boom.
1: <laughs> uh, maybe next year I'll try. I'll be more on top of it and and get to one of those live drafts. I should have gone. That was my regret. I I didn't go, even though I was. I should have gone even though I wasn't in it just to see everything. Um, I'm hoping to get to go to one next year. I'll be quicker on it. Uh, but that's been great. My team ended up getting me in the playoffs. I'm still in there maybe brandon aubrey saved my night last night yeah there you (laughs) go i think i'm (laughs) like eight points in right now with him so we'll see how that goes after tonight's games i could get kicked out but it's been a good time and that i'm in a league with joey wright and alfredo brown both on football guys so i got to meet them at the expo and kind of chatted up so i i very very lucky for sure
0: yeah for sure and that's awesome that you're doing so well at being your first year i remember my first year and scott fishbowl was horrible horrible the joe flacco experiment experiment for me didn't really work out that great but what are you gonna do what are you gonna do so okay are you in any other kinds of leagues that maybe have weird settings like the scott fishbowl tends to do
1: nothing like that um nothing as crazy as scott fishbowl for sure we we have a, a dynasty league for reception perception that's just a mix of me matt james and then nine of our like top tier subscribers that are super involved and it's a very wide receiver heavy scoring so it's like a crazy boosted wide receiver ppr league with like three we always start i think it's three or four wide receivers starting i think it's just three but it's like a basically a wide receiver league so your wide receivers are juiced crazy and they're all reception subscribers Ooh. I can never say There's that. It's a word tongue twister. The
0: <laughs>
1: they're all RP subscribers. So they all know all the wide receivers that the three of us like. So that was the weirdest startup of my entire life having like wide receivers going off the board for the first three rounds. And it being super flex. so they they definitely kept me on our toes matt's dead last in that league which i think is hilarious hilarious um,
0: <laughs> sorry man <Matt. laughs>
1: that's probably the only one that i have that's like wacko scoring other than scott fishbowl because i had to dwindle my leagues down a little bit i'm only at like eight right now which i feel like is still a lot but it's manageable
0: it's manageable it's it's more than i'm in but not by much but Okay, well, I'm so excited that you were able to come on the show to talk to me. This is going to be my last recording before I go on vacation. Uh, It's not going to come out until after. That sounds great. How long are you
1: going to Africa? Uh,
0: Two and a half weeks. So we're going, yeah, we're going to, (laughs) yeah, it's going to be a flight. Oh, my God, the flight. We're going to uh, Zimbabwe. One of my friends is from there, and so he's already there right now. So we're all going to go meet him.
1: You that's know. awesome. I'm very so, jealous. Yeah.
0: Well, that's very cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, but I'm also looking forward to, to putting out these episodes that I need to drop. And hopefully in 2024, that's what year we're going into, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, 2024. Yes. I'm mm-hmm. This is going to be a delightful year for get real with Casey Kasem. And, it, you know, starting off with the bang, having Zach and having all these awesome guests come on. Uh, can you go ahead first and foremost thank you so much for coming on like no joke got to learn so much about you and I'm, you're just such a nice dude and it was so great getting to talk to you in person like live and then getting to talk to you now via video chat is fun as well so can you go ahead and just let everybody know where they can find you and all the stuff that you got going on
1: yeah yeah you can find me um, I'm on twitter at Zakik, which is just Z-A-C-H-I-C um, I don't post a ton on there but you're more than welcome to follow me. Um, most of my work is gonna be at Reception Perception uh, on the show QB Class with Derek Klassen, who is great. If you're gonna follow me, you should definitely follow him. Um, so I do all my work on there. And then you can also find me on my own show that I run with my co-host Kevin, which is Coffee Shop Sports. You can find that on any socials you follow. Um, and I really appreciate you having me on the show, Casey. I've been a fan of the show for a long time and it was great to see you at the expo. and. I just hope the best for you, man. This is this is such a great show, and I I'm really excited to tune in for all you're doing. And I know you're really trying to do more in hosting and interviewing, and I'm excited to follow along with all of it.
0: Thank you, and that that's a, that means a lot coming from somebody that does such a great job hosting on the show and and getting your point across. Here I am just mumbling half the time, so I respect you. Do I do think the same thing. <laughs> well. Thank you again. Like I said, already, we're going to keep thanking you and uh, everyone out there. I appreciate you guys and gals and everyone. I appreciate all of you so much. It's been a great 2023 and 2024. I think is going to just be even more amazing. Come to the Expo. Come to the Scott Fishbowl Live Drafts. Do all that fun stuff. 2024, baby, baby. All right. Well, everybody, make sure you come back next time for another episode of Get Real with Casey Kasem. And remember to stay rad.